why can't we just do incremental and just have a paradigm shift and work on a technology which will completely do something uh, high impactful to the society and people we live in the fundamental of ev has taught something to mobility to uh, auto industry and many two critical factors one of the factors which all of us speak is how does it remove pollution in the place where we live and the move it to the looking at energy generation uh, all of us look at it and then say that's important i think the second most profound thing is about efficiency i think electric motor is the more of the most efficient method uh, to use a unit of energy done to use in mobility today we are talking to someone who has been instrumental in shaping the future mobility policy in india someone who has been at the forefront of revolutionizing the ev sector in india you heard it right he's none other than mahesh babu the chief executive officer of switch mobility india he was the former managing director and the chief executive officer at the mahindra electric so ladies and gentlemen hold on as we enter this beautiful conversation and trust me you're going to love every second of this conversation Hello sir welcome to the Clampenor show I'm super excited to have you here today you know I have been looking this conversation for su- such a long time and you are one of those guests you know like I want to know so much from you like before even planning this interview I was like where should I go like should I go in his live should I ask him about EV so I don't know like I hope that I can absorb all the knowledge that you have to share happy to be part of this uh, show So you know I would like to begin with so what excites you the most about EV like how has sort of EV impacted your life life of Mahesh Babu as an individual It's a very thought provoking question I'll tell you I after my engineering I started off as a hardcore combustion engineer um uh, in engines uh, IC engines and then I was kind of working to improve efficiency reduce emission and so on and so forth so it was all incremental improvements towards uh, sustainability uh, so that gave me tremendous satisfaction as a person because we are doing something to the society you are reducing something which is affecting people and so on the whole thing got um, uh, what i would say had a different dimension when i moved to electric i think when when that option came in 2015 to move into electric division of mahindra then i thought why can't we just do incremental and just have a paradigm shift and work on a technology which will completely do something uh, high impactful to the society and people we live in and that's where i came into electric so after i i joined in uh, it was very fascinating and very challenging uh, to me uh, sometimes uh, you have to be in such a chaos and uh, uncertainty that you really don't know where are, where are you heading towards yes but uh, the fundamental of ev has taught something to mobility to uh, auto industry and many more two critical factors one of the factors which all of us speak is how does it remove pollution in the place where we live and the move it to the looking at energy generation uh, all of us look at it and then say that's important i think the second most profound thing is about efficiency i think uh, electric motor is the one of the most efficient method uh, to use a unit of energy done to use in mobility so it's a very important factor which uh, made us to think differently how do we use the abundant natural energy available with us sustainability and also efficient i think that is one which has uh, made evs uh, uh, very very fascinating for me and i also believe that uh, 
something which is said at five ten years back impossible to do uh, but fundamentally it is scientific to make that happen it needs a lot of efforts that amount of time you yes. spend uh, to make a new electric vehicle is much more than a regular IC engine vehicle because the innovation is bubbling new uh, startups are coming new technology is coming and the technology is also doing a tectonic shift year on year so all this makes you very exciting dynamic and i would say the most exciting part of my career is the one which i have done in electric mobility and you know like as you rightly said because as i was also reading about this there's so much there's so much happening around the world like you know some people are finding different ways to recycle batteries for example i saw one of the researches where they are recycling by just removing the cathode side so that they don't have to create that battery side again some people you know are creating anodes which are polymer based which can uh, some people are creating these wires which can help us recharge the batteries even faster so and even there's one more study that caught my attention was that you know people are creating the cathode side with the rock salt so that you know because of the lithium cobalt and nickel that goes into it so like what is fascinating to me is the kind of researches that are coming up and i'm like so excited about what's going to happen in the next 10 years because all around the world as you rightly mentioned a lot of researches are happening so you know tell me one thing i have heard you saying this thing in a lot of interviews actually how do you think that electric mobility is going to change people's lives because you have mentioned it clearly that electric mobility is going to change people's lives so what are the changes that we as i would say a common man should expect or how it's going to change people's life um, so you rightly said i have been always saying any new technology has to transform the lives of the people it has to uh, move them up in the ladder both economically socially environmentally and on let's say we'll have to do all this in governance so ev play a very important role in this first is uh, how does it improve the life of the people first let's come to environmental portion environmental portion while we talk about net zero and all that primarily ev removes the pollution in the place where we live in it has a zero tailpipe emission right and then we uh, move the uh, generation separately and you know india what we are doing we are leading solar alliance we have already declared by 2070 we will be net zero as a country many uh, organization including us switch mobility has announced we will be net zero from next year we will buy uh, carbons neutral and we will start working towards it so the thought process of net zero has come into the minds of the people and very very profound is india is leading it and the country is leading it and indian industries like us are playing a very vital role in doing that not only in india but across the world so this is the first and most important thing the second one is i strongly believe because of the unit economics we want to make the total cost of operations of ev affordable if you look at uh, switch philosophy we want to democratize zero carbon mobility what does it mean we don't want uh, only affluent people to run ev we want a common man to use ev in my last stint we made the three wheeler electric in mahindra here we are doing public mobility like buses and uh, uh, transport uh, of people in a shared manner in an electric mobility and we are saying we will do the goods movement of last mile mid mile into electric mobility uh, that's what we will do so, and we will do this not just for environment we will do this to make people associates who are buying our vehicles to economically uh, um, progress in their life 
because of the total cost of ownership of electric mobility because the operating cost is so low that it will make you to earn more every single day and then that will make your life i have been seeing customers where in my life women have come into the three wheeler women has started driving buses and because it's simple it is a direct drive and the stress and fatigue has come out uh, incidentally one of the women drivers whom i met in my life said uh, you know what mahesh after buying my electric mobility i am able to uh, educate my second child which is like 3 to 5000 rupees extra saving per month so it gives me immense satisfaction yes. if such stories of uh, let's say trio or switch mobilities uh, buses come in and if the, we can enhance the life of the people so i strongly believe that uh, any technology if applied properly unlike west west needs mobility in a car but india needs mobility in a different way because we are about uh, uh, 1.3 billion people and mobility for a 1.3 billion people will be completely different from what mobility uh, for uh, uh, planned in europe or us so i strongly believe that we need mass rapid transport and shared mobility like um, like metros and electric buses to come in uh, uh, in urban india and then you take an electric um, two or three wheelers or even a four wheeler let's say shared to your nearest home so we have to work on democratizing this zero carbon emissions it's not that uh, i need to buy a 300 km car mahesh the country has to make mahesh step into a shared mobility bus and take a last mile mobility to office and so on and so forth when that happens in india i think our uh, uh, our uh, task of achieving democratizing zero carbon mobility in india has happened and you know like uh, you very well said that this is something which i definitely while i was doing my masters in london you know so there i used to use the buses and you know like it was so convenient this is one of the things that i really wish that india gets it because i guess that there the real change will happen also you know like when you were talking about these things that uh, the switch mobile like for example the electric is going to affect the common people one question that someone just asked me yesterday was that you know like tr- uh, in india still today we get our cars repaired at these traditional garages and sometimes you know these people might not like some of them might not be educationally sound but mechanically they are very sound and even in some cases for example like in royal enfield we see this this thing the traditional garages are being owned for like 60 70 years like it's been passed on through families so when ev comes in so how will these people like do we have like how can we incorporate these people into the value chain again because how it's that's going to happen shweta what will happen is uh, always you have to migrate on the knowledge skill to a higher um, uh, skill levels so india is in a i believe in a transition uh, on an economy where uh, the purchase parity will go up uh, per economy rate will go up where people will look at skilled laborers rather than uh, getting into unskilled labor so if you look at skilled labor what does it mean people are now uh, digitally savvy india is one of the largest countries which are using digital mobile phones smartphones so if that is so why can't that same be applied to multiple facets of our interaction in right. life we, uh, upi is a great success so then why in mobility we want uh, spanners and uh, Uh, uh cutting players to repair the vehicle actually ev doesn't need any repair or maintenance honestly 
you have to just drive the vehicle i have seen many people saying that in a year they have never gone to any any showroom or a center the motor doesn't do anything it keeps running for years and years so you actually don't need if at all you need something nowadays we are giving a connected vehicle in such a way the service engineers the customers can really see in their app what's happening on the vehicle in a very transparent way so these connected vehicles and ev put together is transforming the lives of the people so the roadside mechanics you are talking about can do a better job and then get into mobility as a service as yes. charging as a service so uh, instead of uh, getting into roadside mechanics you can become into roadside mobility service providers so you have to redefine your thought process and reskill yourself to a new age india which i would say where we are all part of so so instead of protecting the mechanics i think you need to reskill them and yes. upgrade them to a higher knowledge base and earning potential and make him uh, uh, more entrepreneur rather than just doing a service that's what i will look at in ev when we are transitioning with i'm so glad that you said that you know like because when we say this that ev is a future future is for everyone it's like the that spirit that you talked about involving people collaborating i think that is one of the important elements and like the peop- i would say because today a lot of startups a lot of companies are coming into it and the companies who have this mindset of collaboration of taking everyone together be it a small mechanic or be it you know someone who is at the high end are gonna really make it far because ev i feel is about the emotion because you know in india a car is not just like a car ek own kar liye people literally name their cars so if we yes. carry that emotion i'm sure that it's going to be revolutionary so you know like tell me sir that because these are few things which i have been hearing and i would like to know from you like tell me if it's a myth if it's true or like what's about it so people say that uh, with battery uh, when we are manufacturing battery there's all, also there are some environmental concerns which i have also read about like extracting you know lithium nickel cobalt so how is the future going to look like when the demands will increase and also in some places you know these people who are extracting these you know uh, metals they are not treated properly so are companies looking towards the entire value chain like are they looking towards reserving these rights and reserving the pollution or whatever happens with this extraction see um, i think two things in ev got actually overrated and over discussed one is i always say charging and another one is this recycling right i just can't understand let's time being uh remove mobility and energy differently okay so energy storage whether it is your mobile phone or a laptop or a ipad or anything what you use a device is having a lithium ion battery in it right okay so it has to be recycled the number of electric vehicles and number of ipads and uh, uh, mobile phones and uh, 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 and the laptops which we are using is much higher as of today in ev so the recycling of energy storage or lithium ion battery is not alone a mobility problem it's also an, an energy storage problem right uh, for for the country now can you imagine in india i was told that we have a battery recycling plant but we don't have a battery manufacturing plant as of today why is that i strongly believe the recycling is uh, economy by itself uh if you look at lithium if you look at cobalt and other rare metals which are used in uh, batteries they are they are uh, uh what i would say recyclable to the extent of 70% plus now even though india doesn't have lithium or cobalt mining 
if we just recycle all our laptops, mobiles and batteries coming out of electric vehicles in 10 years time, we will have enough lithium to use them back into manufacturing uh, lithium-ion batteries. Assume we get more than 70% of lithium from the scrapped batteries and their purity levels are much higher than the raw lithium which you get from mining. So in fact, that cost is going to be higher bought by the by the battery industry than the uh, than it is being done uh, by the raw material. So I strongly believe that economy itself is a huge economy, more than a billion dollar economy. And then recycling has come in uh, vehicles now. Recycling of individual parts are coming. Similarly, there is a huge potential for recycling of battery as a country and hence uh, more entrepreneurs and startups will come in, I strongly believe. And it is going to be a phenomenon which will create more jobs, more uh, new new technology, One not only just for mobility industry, but for the energy storage for the whole country. Would you say that EV is opening opportunities for entrepreneurs? Would you say EV is opening opportunities for, you know, Prime Minister's vision of Make in India? I think I would say both. Um, what EV does, I think uh, uh, auto industry is a decade-long industry. For 100 years, the industry has been evolving and particularly India has been getting technology from abroad after five years when it is productionized. So we never did a lot of innovation. Uh, uh, while we did some, but I don't think uh, uh, to the extent we want to do has been done. But I think EV has reset and made a level playing field for every country because India... To some extent, I believe is in advantageous position because most of the electric vehicles are connected and software and IT oriented and embedded system oriented technologies. The effort needed to develop a car from a 30% software is going to go to about 70% software by end of the decade, by 2030. So by if I have to develop a car in 2030, I need to have 70% efforts in software connectivity related work and then 30% is going to be your other mechanical suspension, body steering work effort wise. So if that is so, India has a very high IT potential and we have the whole auto industry booming in India with so much market in place. We are very unique with two wheelers, three wheelers, uh, buses, four wheeler car industry, all of them flourishing in the country. And if, if we integrate all of them together, we have a very high chance that we have create a huge IPR and a uniqueness in the industry by itself, where we can serve the whole world from India. Yes. And I'm sure the future like is amazing. As you uh, mentioned, it's the takeoff to the future. So, uh, you know, I would like to know from you, what is your purpose? Like, have you been able to identify the purpose of your existence? And is this purpose really aligned or tied with, you know, you working in the EV? Would you say that you were destined to enter into the EV space? Uh, I would say we are lucky. I would be, I would say I am lucky because I strongly believe the purpose of me existing is to do something to the society and enable people to uh, enhance their life. So we'll have to have a positive impact in the lives of the people in the society we are in. So if that is my purpose, how does it link to EV? So if you look at what we are doing here uh, in switch mobility, our aim is to democratize zero carbon mobility. And we are passionate about democratizing, democratizing zero carbon mobility. So if that is so, what I rightly said, EV is going to enhance the life of the people economically. 
it's going to enhance the life of the people socially because their lifestyles will change due to the economic uh, progress they have their life and lifestyle will be healthy because you are not going to be in more, most polluted cities in the world because it's going to transform that uh, as well and all that we are doing in a proper governance structure in india with the uh, structure of uh, um, uh, industry society and and uh, the governance of the government working together in this industry so i would say i am lucky to be in a decade in a mobility where i had an opportunity to work on half of my life in the other side of the auto industry and then now switched to the electric mobility which is uh, which is very very critical and very unique opportunity i believe because mobility is getting transformed nothing like before in the past decade and in going to be in the next decade so these two decades are going to really change the whole life uh, of how the mobility and people live and uh, hence uh, i would say i'm very lucky that uh, my purpose and the purpose of the company and the industry i am in is very well aligned and i'm very lucky and passionate to do that how amazing is that also you know tell me that what role has patience and consistency played in your life i think it's important both of them have an uh, 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 thought probability i have been always saying that ev is like an infinite game which uh, simon sinek used to say that whether i am there or not the game is going to continue and and we need to play it well so if you have to continuously play in this infinite game then you need uh, patience and you need to play by uh, today and you uh, you'll have to live the whole moment of uh, now and having said that like what uh, is being said by jim collins in great by choice the 20 mile march is very very important that's the consistency part of it while we have a big goal to become electric all electric by 2030 or 2070 i think uh, it's important that we need to do baby steps to reach the destination we want to do and it's very important as entrepreneurs as startups as corporations we need to work on this 20 mile march every every month every day every minute so that we achieve the ultimate goal what it is and hence consistency is important we can't wait for a windfall to happen and it's more important for ev because when most of them believe ev is not going to be the mainstream 7 8 years back i moved into industry with a strong belief that ev is going to become uh, mainstream soon Uh, but everybody used to ask me how soon it is but uh, but all of them know the answer now i would say that it's going to be as soon or in fact sooner than all of us think uh, to, together so that's the happy moment i would say and as you rightly said it's very very important that we have this consistent uh, uh, march towards uh, electric mobility and zero carbon emissions Tell me one thing. When people around you were telling you that when is the switch going to happen? Is it going to happen now? It's going to take time, or is it ever going to happen? Did that for even one second shake your belief? I'm asking you this question today here because even if I take my own example, and a lot of entrepreneurs, I like talk to them. So you know, often because these things are still in the phase where they are growing, like they have not been fully established. For example, in my case, someone talking about climate action stories as a, as a mainstream thing. People told me it's just a hobby. It's not going to work. so 
I would ask you in your scenario when things like this were happen happening, what really helped you trust your idea, like trust what you trust in, and what really helped you to move ahead, neglecting all the chaos that's happening around you. See, um, what motivates me is the fundamental science because I'm an engineer. So the fundamental principle, as I said, is the EV electric motor is the most efficient way of moving you apart from your walking, cycling and right. other things, other efforts. So that is the basic fundamental thing. And I strongly believe energy storage has gone into a S-curve of development where innovations, as you rightly said, has been pouring in. With these two and the cost factor falling down with the mass manufacturing happening around, I strongly believe that uh, uh, soon, and which you are seeing already offshoots that electric mobility is becoming mainstream. Now, there are people who will come and tell you it's not going to happen. Okay. So now, how, how as an entrepreneur, I think, I think they all motivate me. The more and more people come and tell me that it's not going to happen, then it asks, it makes me to ask them why. And then they give me 10 different points why it will not happen. And I become paranoid about it, but I make it productive. The word is productive paranoia. I strongly believe that the paranoia has to become productive. So I, I convert that 10 different naysayers, ideas into productive output. How, do, how can we make this successful? What are all the things we need to work to make this successful? And I'm sure as uh, entrepreneurs, as uh, innovative society, if we uh, reflect that with 10 different um, uh, intellectuals, they, they come up with a fantastic idea. Now, government has multiple things to support us. Then we list them into action. So what I need to do, what I need to ask government, yes. what I need to educate society, and then we move on. So anybody who comes and says no to electric mobility now, I will come them and smile at them and take more inputs from them. Their reason for saying no could be, I would say, your boost to even move forward and with a plan of action, solid plan of action. So also like tell me one thing that, not one thing actually, what are what are the mistakes that you really see EV startups make and you would like them to know? And your message for people uh, in the EV startups or for aspiring entrepreneurs who want to enter into the space? See, firstly, the EV startups are doing great. I would say um, I'm so happy that so many startups are coming and experimenting. They are pushing the traditional players ecosystem. At the same time, they are learning also over a period of time. Right. The typical folly is uh, two, three in startups. You get so much um, obsessed with technology, sometimes you forget customers, uh, which is which uh, which will really create, um, uh, create uh, trouble for you when you move forward beyond a point. The second one is, uh, the second one is you are so much into innovation cycle that Sometimes you forget that you need to scale up and scaling up uh, an innovation cycle are two different games to play. And do we have uh, somebody who has the knowledge and skill to scale up? So if the life cycle of metamorphosis of innovation, uh, pilot experiment early, fail early and refine your products early to uh, perfect it to customers, that cycle is followed and then you are able to scale up and reach the customers across India, across globe. If you are able to modulate yourself in these cycles appropriately, I think then you are a uh, proper startup. 
to be in. Uh, so you will create value. You will create wealth. You will create value for uh, yourself, uh, the society, the country, and and for humanity as a whole. So that's what I would suggest uh, that uh, don't hold on to one cycle and then try to win all the battles because uh, each of the battle is having a different uh, uh, different uh, outcome and different skills. And if you are able to adapt to them in that life cycle of your startup, you will be a grand success. So this is like, you know, uh, what you meant when you mentioned this thing that my experience has also led me to understand that for bringing a disruption, the status quo, one needs to create, test, learn and refine and all at the lightning speed. So is this like really what this meant? Yeah, absolutely. See, um, the challenge in a new technology is uh, how fast you can uh, use the technology, right. experiment it at customers and, and create unique value when compared to competition. See, if somebody can do the same thing in next one week, then there is no value for it. So you will have to be running in this or I would say create value life cycle very fast and understand customers' needs and evolving needs. So you may, right. customer may say today that he wants something. Uh, but customer's intrinsic requirement uh, will be totally different. So you must be good enough to understand the customer's intrinsic requirement, what's happening in the life cycle of he or his or her uh, cycle and how do you want to address them and do you want to address one or you want to address multiple requirements of the customers. And if you run that cycle in a very... I would say innovation is by a process and if you have a right process to run those innovative cycles quickly and then get your products and services to the best to the customers then uh, that that that's the right thing to do right now for all startups even even I would say established companies like us how to follow the same cycle right. if you want to be relevant in the EV industry what will be some of the problem statements like if you have like if i have to come and ask you like so i want to do something in the ev space can you give me some problem statements so like list some of the problem statements for me please see right now ev industry is having two three critical problems mm -hmm. one is the charging infrastructure okay. so there is a huge opportunity in charging infrastructure uh, and monetizing that service and then uh, there is a huge opportunity around the second is mobility as a service. EV is a total cost of ownership. So many people are not there as mobility of service. And then there is a huge opportunity. We have actually opened a company called Home Mobility Solutions as part of Switch Mobility. And we are giving mobility as a service to the company. And we are want to uh, give it on a, a revenue model rather than a, ca a capital goods model, which is a capex model. So... Our OPEX model, so the new age is about not owning anything but paying for the services you want to take. If that is a new trend across everything, let's say uh, buying a car, it's it's about Ola and Uber. Some people, some people don't even want to buy jewelry. They want to use it for a event and give it back. If that is the trend, then we'll have to do that in mobility as well. Yes. So there is a huge opportunity around it. Third, um, Third opportunity is about financing EVs and leasing them. There are a lot of customers who are looking at uh, financing and leasing with a new innovative model. So we, for example, we went when we were in a three-wheeler uh, EV when I was uh, creating Trio and customers. We went to customers and then auto drivers earn daily. And then we give a bank loan for him or her to pay on a monthly basis. So every day they earn, every day they spend. And the last five days they realize they have to pay the loan. 
So they go and somehow manage money and pay the monthly EMI. Why would it be? Why it can't be daily payment? Why it can't be as uh, you pay as you earn? There are new things which are innovation coming. So innovation is not only in products. So it's going to be in the services, in financing, servicing. Uh, all that is going through a substantial transformation and that's a huge opportunity for startups and youngsters to come and learn, innovate and give a unique solution to customers. So it, I would say this is the field everybody should aspire to be in. And do I have to be an engineer to be into the EV space? Not necessarily, I would say. Uh, that That's what I said. The engineers, uh, uh, hardcore, if you are getting into uh, creating a technology, new technology, IPR, you need to be engineer. But I strongly believe that uh, there is a software area which you can work on. There is a connectivity area, financing model we have talked about, entrepreneurs on new yes. uh, uh, mobility as a service, charging as a service. So you can be anybody. All that you need is you need a simple mindset of understanding customers, see the gap uh, available in the industry and fill in uh, the requirement of the customers in a very sustainable way. And that's the beauty of it, you know, actually like different skills coming together and you know, maybe someone who, who doesn't know engineering, but you know, he's a great marketer. Like for example, what you were talking about earlier that a lot of time people forget, like, you know, engineers sometimes forget their customers. So someone who's a behavioral expert could come in and just drive the change. So like also through this conversation, I would like the listeners and viewers to know that whatever area, whatever space you are in, you can actually be a contribution onto this journey towards EV, this journey towards, you know, India being the next, I would say, EV's capital. So, you know, my final two questions to you would be at this moment in time when e-commerce is growing so much. So what does the collaboration between e-commerce and EVs look like? See, e-commerce in, uh, during COVID times has actually led to a phenomenal increase for delivery and people started right. uh, getting everything at home service rather than moving out. I think uh, and uh, e-commerce in India have grown substantially over a period of time in last uh, two, three years. And what we believe is EV will play a very vital role wherever assets are utilized substantially. See, there is no point in buying an asset and storing it. For example, your car is parked like 23 hours all the time. Uh, some of the commercial vehicles, why we are in commercial vehicle space, Ashok Leyland and Switch Mobility, why we are. Commercial vehicle space, the assets are utilized well. And in electric mobility, if the assets is running like even 24 hours, your cost of operations is so low that you will get back the money you have invested in a very short time, three to five years. So... E-commerce play a very win-win situation for us in electric mobility because their deliveries are not more overloaded or heavy, but more of a volume-based uh, delivery. It's all organized, it's all connected, and it is predictable. So by connectivity, you can actually predict the vehicles, which distance it can go, what is the range of your vehicle, where you can charge, where you have a gap, and hence it's very well connected and EV fits in perfectly into the system. And we have less maintenance. So the vehicle wheels uptime is substantially high when compared to IC engines. It need not go for every three month service. You can actually deploy them all around. So EV perfectly fits into e-commerce. So that's the next boom all of us have yes. to wait for. And also like the last question to you would be, since we are also a media platform, what role does media platform play in this you know, transition? Or how can media platforms really help in this transition? I think media 
play a very vital role in EV because you need to communicate and educate everybody in the ecosystem. There are a lot of myths which are running in. For example, people say that what happens uh, if I lose, uh, uh, what I would say, energy in the battery in between a road. Okay. The same thing happens when you don't have petrol in, in between. So it's nothing big difference. So, so people get worried. So we'll have to give and communicate example. For example, India today have, uh, in my own two carrier experience, more than 350 to 400 million miles of electric mobility in the country. So what happened in this experience? There are vehicles which are sold in 2013 or 2015 whose battery has not been changed uh, till now. They have run more than 200,000 kilometers. So why are we getting scared? So we'll have to communicate to customers and educate and remove some of the myths uh, which are running in the mind. Second, I think it's more important uh, uh, that more and more people jump into this bandwagon that can happen only when everybody believes in uh, sustainable uh, electric mobility. Many of them feel, no, it's not going to work. They think that the battery is similar to lead-acid battery. It needs maintenance. Lithium-ion may not be touched for years. So we need to have a connect with people. And uh, innovation is going on in the industry. I think innovation cannot happen at isolation without customers and participation of multiple uh, domain experts. Right. And if they have to get into the bandwagon, I think you all play a very important role in not just communicating this to engineers, to bring in bandwagons of financiers, IT professionals, uh, journalists, and everybody into who believe in electric mobility. And then support us to make this happen and bring India into the world, global world map on electric mobility. So that's the role all of you have to help us to do. And let's together do this. I always say this one thing that hum saath hai to baat hai. And definitely we can together do this and we'll together achieve this. Thank you, sir. Thank you so much for being on the show today. And thank you for taking out time from your schedule. This genuinely means a lot to us. Thank you. Thank you. All the best, Veda. Thank you.